Thus, with two intentions, the Lord appeared with his devotees and tasted the nectar of Prema with the congregational chanting of the holy name. Thus, he spread Kirtan even among the untouchables. He wove a wreath of the holy name and Prema with which he garlanded the entire material world. In this way, assuming the sentiment of a devotee, he preached devotional service while practicing it himself. Four kinds of devotees are the receptacles of the four kinds of mellows in love of God, namely servitude, friendship, parental affection, and conjugal love. Each kind of devotee feels that his sentiment is the most excellent, and thus in that mood he tastes great happiness with Lord Krishna. But if we compare the sentiments in an impartial mood, we find that the conjugal sentiment is superior to all others in sweetness. Increasing love and experiencing in Sorry, increasing love is experienced in various tastes, one above another. But that love which has the highest taste in the gradual succession of desire manifests itself in the form of conjugal love. Therefore, I call it Madhuraras. It has two further divisions, namely wedded and unwedded love. There is a great increase of mellow in the unwedded conjugal mood. Such love is found nowhere but in Raja. So we have done this drama in Anjan uh, Mashtami about this um, super-excellence super of the gopis, the Krishna's headache, you know the story. So, only Ra Radharani and the gopis could give their dust to Krishna's, uh, to put it on Krishna's forehead, because they did not consider, whereas even Rukmini considered, oh, he is my husband, how can I give my foot dust to his head? So, in this way, uh, in wedded love, like in Rukmini's case or Lakshmi's case, um, they they have certain limitations in that aspect. Uh, of course, we <laughs> we are not want to judge even Rukmini's love. I mean, this is just from an impartial uh, observation. You can see. So Krishna wanted to establish that the super excellence of the gopis in that pastime of his headache. So, the gopis had nothing to, no reservations, have nothing to uh, protect themselves from. They don't care whether, whether they go to hell or... Only Krishna's satisfaction, despite their complete suffering. So, that is the gopis' mood and Radharani is the chief of all of them. So, this mood is unbounded in the damsels of Raja, but among them it finds its perfection in Sri Ratha. Her pure, mature love surpasses that of all others. Her love is the cause of Lord Krishna's tasting the sweetness of the conjugal relationship. Therefore, Lord Gauranga, who is Sri Hari himself, accepted the sentiments of Radha and thus fulfilled his own desires. Lord Chaitanya is the shelter of the demigods, the goal of the Upanishads, the be-all and end-all of the great sages, the beautiful shelter of his devotees, and the essence of the love of the lotus-eyed gopis. Will he again be the object of my vision? <coughs> So now, this is, a, this is the famous verse. So, Prabhupada quoted this many times. Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikritir Hladini Shakti Rasmat Ekatmana Vapidhuri Pura Dreha Pedam Gatoto 
चैतन्याख्यम Sometimes manifest, sometimes non-manifest. The example is given 
like the clay pot it is clay when it is manifested in a way under certain process then it becomes a clay pot then after that if it is unmanifested it again mixes into clay the ingredients again so similarly the mahatatva is the ingrediential state state of the material world and this particular state that we are in now this is the manifested material world paraskasnatu bhava anya vyakta avyakta sanatana that is the spiritual world so the beyond is vyakta and avyakta so actually the soul has no vyakta and avyakta as in the second chapter we can learn in the bhagavad gita um what is that nahanyate hanyamane sharire body may be killed but the soul will not be killed so we are in the spiritual category but yaya sammohito jeeva atmanam trigunatmakam paropi manute nartham tatkritam chadupadi we'll just go back to that go to that verse and come back it is important to understand Here you can see the first canto seventh chapter. Yaya sammohito jivo atmanam trigunatmakam paropi mante nartham tatkritam chadupadyote. Due to this external energy, the living entity, although transcendental to the three modes of material nature, thinks of himself as material product and thus undergoes the reactions of material miseries. we think we are this body so this is the covering of material energy like the water covers the beach that is our so he has parashu shakti krishna so especially shrimati radharani she is the personification of the internal energy and even inside the internal energy especially the hladini potency hladini shakti rasma the ananda feature Uh, <clears throat> Shrimati Radhika is the transformation of Krishna's love. She is his internal energy called Hladini. That Hladini energy gives Krishna pleasure and nourishes his devotees. Not only it gives Krishna pleasure, but it also nourishes his devotees. Just like in this material world, the Maya is nourishing us in the form of, you know, bodily maintenance. <laughs> All the ingredients we are getting from material nature, which is Maya, Durga. Um, but that is material bodily maintenance this the soul is ever hungry therefore anandamaya abhyasa we are looking for ananda actually we are seeking everybody in this world is seeking radharani's nourishment but many of them do not know the vast majority of the conditioned souls do not know that they actually need to take shelter of radharani to get happiness we are trying in this world to get happiness but it is only the uh, property of shrimati radharani so it nourishes his devotees therefore uh, we chant hare krishna so even with uh, when we chant krishna's name we chant hare krishna even in uh, when we chant narayan we say lakshmi narayan sita ram rukmini krishna so in this way the pleasure potency is addressed first because only through the pleasure potency can be access krishna 
Krishna cannot be accessed otherwise. The only way is through the pleasure potency. There is a loophole, a transcendental loophole to conquer Krishna. Krishna is unconquerable, Ajita, but Jita api saistrilokyam, he can be conquered if we approach through Srimati Ratharana. Many, many examples are there. Not only Radharani, he is bound by any devotee's love. But Radharani is the chief of them. Just like here we have Partha Sarathi. Arjuna is controlling Krishna. He is saying, Krishna move this side, move that side. And Krishna is, yes, yes sir. Driver. So this is control. So as Prabhupada said, Mayavadis, they want to become one with God. But devotees, by the mercy of God, they will become more than God. They can even control Yeshwada Maya, she could bind up Krishna. So in this way, Radharani also completely uh, controls Krishna. As this verse is there, in the ninth canto, Lord Narayan says to Durvasamani, Aham Bhakta Paradhina, Sri Bhagavan Vacha, Aham Bhakta Paradhina, He Asvatantraivat Vija, Sadhubir Grasta Hridayo, Bhaktair Bhakta Janapriya. What is that? The Supreme Personality of God had said to the Brahmana, I am completely under the control of my devotees. Indeed, I am not at all independent. See how he is talking. He is Swarat, but he is saying, I am completely under the control of my devotees. Indeed, I am not at all independent. Because my devotees are completely devoid of material desires, I sit only within the cause of their hearts. What to speak of my devotee? Even those who are devotees of my devotee are very dear to me. This is the point. This is the exact reason why we approach a pure devotee who has the mercy of Srimad Radharana. Every morning we sing Sri Radhika Madhavayora Para Madhurya Leela Gunarupa Nam Nam. The spiritual master is always thinking about the pastimes of Sri Radhika and Madhava. And he is not only that, he is expert in assisting the gopis and Srimad Radharani in their pastimes. Nikunja, you know, Ratikele Siddhyay, Yayalibhir, Yuktirapeshaniya. Tatradi Daksha, Daksha means expert. Ativalla Bhasya, Vande Guru Sri Charana. He is very, very dear to the Lord because he is expert in serving the gopis. And that's why here he says, you see, Bhaktair Bhakta Janapriya. Bhaktas Bhakta is very dear to me. Therefore, uh, we have uh, King Kulashekar, who is a great king. He prayed very nicely to Krishna, you see. This is from the Mukundamala Sotra, 25th verse. Madhyan mana halamidam madhukaita bhare Matrarthaniya madanugraha esha eva Vadhritya vritya paricharaka vritya 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 itimam smaraloka natha Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said das das anadas three times das 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 You see how King Gulushekar is saying O enemy of Madhu and Kaitapa O Lord of the universe the perfection of my life and the most cherished mercy you could show me 
would be for you to consider me the servant of 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 your servant. Seven times servant. So this is our parampara system. From servant of the servant of the, this is we have to become servant of the servant of the servant million times. So this is how um, we become dear to Krishna. In fact, if we go directly to Krishna, Krishna says, I don't act, I reject you first of all. Rascal, who are you? You see, this is also Krishna said to Arjuna, Yeme Bhakta Jana Partha Nami Bhakta Ashtate Jana Mad Bhakta Nam Jaye Bhakta Teme Bhakta Tamamata This is in the Adhikurana. Lord Krishna told Arjuna, those who are my direct devotees are actually not my devotees. But those who are the devotees of my servant are actually my devotees. Therefore, in the spiritual world, the whole competition is how to become servant of the servant. Even Krishna also participates in that competition. He also tries to become the servant of his servant. <laughs> Krishna is not excluded. And Srimadhi Radharani also pushes another gopi. The gopis, they push Radharani to Krishna. Uh, it's not that they want to directly enjoy with Krishna. No, no, I want to be a special VIP. No. Uh, they want to be, they want to push Radharani to Krishna. And in that, they enjoy more than the Radharani herself. And Radharani enjoys more than Krishna himself. This is the competition. So therefore, in servitude, the happiness is even more. And therefore, Krishna also wants to become servant. Therefore, he becomes even more. So, Lord Krishna's body is eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss, Satchit Ananda. His one spiritual energy manifests three forms. Ladhini is his aspect of bliss, Sandhini of eternal existence and Samvit of cognizance, which is also accepted as knowledge. O Lord, you are the support of everything. The three attributes, Ladhini, Sandhini and Samvit, exist in you as one spiritual energy. But the, morphs, but the material modes which cause happiness, misery and mixtures of the two, do not exist in you, for you have no material qualities. So in the, if you see the, the diametrically or counterparts, the material counterparts of Ladhini, Sandhini and Samvet are the exact opposite of this. Ladhini gives pleasure. In the material mode, this is the, the, the what is that, ignorance, Tamagun gives pain. Sandhini, uh, knowledge, sorry, existence. Here is complete destruction. Uh, here is destruction, there is eternity. And some with full of knowledge, here full of ignorance. So, in this way, everything here is opposite. The essential portion of the Sandhini potency is Shuddha Sattva. Lord Krishna's existence rests upon it. Krishna's mother, father, abode, house, house, bedding, seats and so on are all transformations of Shuddha Sattva. The condition of pure goodness in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead is revealed without any covering is called Vasudeva. In that pure state, the Supreme Godhead who is beyond the material senses and who is known as Vasudev is perceived by my mind. The essence of the Samvit potency is knowledge that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Lord Krishna. All other kinds of knowledge, such as knowledge of Brahman, are its components. 
The essence of the Radhani potency is love of God. The essence of love of God is emotion, bhava, and the ultimate development of emotion is Mahabhava. Sri Radha Thakurani is the embodiment of Mahabhava. She is the repository of all good qualities and the crest jewel among all the lovely concepts of Sri Krishna of Lord Krishna. Of these two gopis, Radharani and Chandravali, Srimati Radharani is superior in all respects. She is the embodiment of Mahabhava and she surpasses all in good qualities. Her mind, senses and body are steeped in love for Krishna. She is Krishna's own energy and she helps him in his pastimes. I worship Govinda, the primeval lord, who resides in his own realm, Goloka, with Radha, who resembles his own spiritual figure and who embodies the ecstatic potency, Gladini. Their companions are her confidants, who embody extensions of her bodily form and who are imbued and permeated with ever-blissful spiritual rasa. All the gopis are extensions of Ratharani's personal form. Even Lakshmi, Devi herself, or even Durga herself is an expansion of Ratharani. But she is in charge of the material world, but Ratharani is in charge of the spiritual world. Now please listen to how Lord Krishna's consorts help him taste rasa and how they help in his pastimes. The beloved consorts of Lord Krishna are of three kinds, the goddesses of fortune, the queens and the milkmaids of Raja, who are the foremost of all. These consorts all proceed from Radhika. Just as they say, oh, Krishna came from Vishnu. Actually, it's the other way around. Vishnu came from Krishna. Similarly, uh, not exactly similarly, because people don't even know who Radharani is. Most people don't even know who Radharani is. In uh, Vrindavan, that side, they, they understand Radharani. But most of India, they can identify with even Sitaram or Rukmini Krishna but or Lakshmi Narayan. But Radha Krishna is very, very difficult to understand. Uh, and but Radhika or Radharani is the source of even Lakshmi of Sita of Durga everybody. Just as the fountainhead Lord Krishna is the cause of all incarnations, so Sri Radha is the consor- cause of all these consorts. The goddesses of fortune are partial manifestations of Srimati Radhika, and the queens are reflections of her image. The goddesses of fortune are her plenary portions, and they display the forms of Vaibhava Vilas. The queens are of the nature of her Vaibhava Prakash. These are very technical terms. Uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita explains these in detail. The Vrajadevis have diverse bodily features. They are her expansions and are the instruments for expanding rasa. Without many consorts, there is not such exaltation in rasa. Therefore, there are many manifestations of Srimati Radharani to assist the law in the Lord's pastimes. Among them are various groups of consorts in Raja who have varieties of sentiments and mellows. They help Lord Krishna taste all the sweetness of the rasa dance and other pastimes. Radha is the one who gives pleasure to Govinda and she is also also the enchantress of Govinda. She is the be-all and end-all of Govinda and the crest jewel of all his consorts. The transcendental goddess Srimati Radharani is the direct counterpart of Lord Sri Krishna. She is the central figure for all the goddesses of fortune. She possesses all the attractiveness to attract the all-attractive personality of Godhead. She is the primeval internal potency of the Lord. Devi Krishnamai Prokta Radhika Paradevata 
सर्वलक्ष्मी मई सर्वकांति सम्मोहिनी परा Devi means resplendent and most beautiful, or else it means the lovely abode of the worship and love sports of Lord Krishna. Krishna Mai means one who is within and without our Lord Krishna. She sees Lord Krishna wherever she casts her glance. In fact, you know the painting where Radha was born, was found actually. And uh, Vrishabhanu, he thought that she was a blind girl. You know this? He thought she was a blind girl. She could not see. She did not open her eyes at all. Only when Krishna came to her cradle as a small boy, then when he came over and looked over at her, then she opened, fluttered open her eyes and then looked at Krishna, the first person in her life. She did not want to see anyone but Krishna. The painting was also there. Uh, in our new calendar 2020, that painting is there. So Krishna first sees, uh, Radha first sees Krishna. Or Krishna Mai means that she is identical with Lord Krishna and she embodies the mellows of love. The energy of Lord Krishna is identical with him. Her worship, Aradhana, consists of fulfilling the desires of Lord Krishna. Therefore, therefore the Puranas call her Radhika. Because she does Aradhana. Embodiment of all Aradhana. Truly the personality of Godhead has, worship, has been worshipped by her. Therefore, Lord Govinda, being pleased, has brought her to a lonely spot, leaving us all behind his notion of power. Therefore, Radha is Paramadevata, the Supreme Goddess, and she is worshipable for everyone. She is the protectress of all, and she is the mother of the entire universe. I have already explained the meaning of Sarvalakshmi. Radha is the source, original source of all the goddesses of fortune. Or Sarvalakshmi indicates that she fully represents the six opulence of Krishna. Opulences of Krishna. Therefore, she is the supreme energy of Lord Krishna. The word Sarvakanti indicates that all beauty and luster rest in her body. All the Lakshmis derive their beauty from her. Kanti may also mean all the desires of Lord Krishna. All the desires of Lord Krishna rest in Srimadhi Radharani. Srimadhi Radhika fulfills all the desires of Lord Krishna. This is the meaning of Sarvakanti. Lord Krishna enchants the world, but Sri Radha enchants even him. Therefore, she is the supreme goddess of all. Sri Radha is the full power and Lord Krishna is the possessor of full power. The two are not different as evidenced by the revealed scriptures. They are indeed the same just as musk and its scent are inseparable or as fire and its heat are not different. Thus, Radha and Lord Krishna are one, yet they have taken two forms to enjoy the mellows of pastimes. To promulgate Prema Bhakti, devotional service and love of Godhead, Krishna appeared as Sri Krishna Chaitanya with the mood and complexion of Sri Radha. Thus, I have explained the meaning of the fifth verse. Let's read a bit of here. The heart of Lord Chaitanya is the image of Sri Radhika's emotions. Thus, feelings of pleasure and pain arise constantly therein. This pain is not exactly material pain, this transcendental pain, which is actually pleasure, more pleasure than so-called pleasure even. <clears throat> In the final portion of his pastimes, Lord Chaitanya was obsessed with the madness of separation from Lord Krishna. Actually, if you read the Antilila of Chaitanya, he becomes like a madman, complete madman. 
and show symptoms which are completely uncommon. Never even heard of this. The body elongates, the joints become slackened, and then the body is like 12 feet long. I mean, it's really unfathomable. In the final portion of his pastimes, Lord Chaitanya was obsessed with the madness of separation from Lord Krishna. He acted in erroneous ways and talked deliriously. Just as Radhika went mad at the sight of Uddhava, so Lord Chaitanya was obsessed day and night with the madness of separation. At night, he talked incoherently in grief with his arms around Sarukdhamudra's neck. He spoke out his heart in ecstatic inspiration. Whenever, he, whenever a particular sentiment arose in his heart, Sarukdhamudra satisfied him by singing songs or reciting verses of the same nature. Uh, you know, now we quote verses to prove philosophical points. Look at the standard of Sarudhanda's quoting verses. To match the emotions of Lord Chaitanya, he used to quote verses from Krishna Karnamrita, from, from uh, Jayadeva Goswami's uh, Geet Govinda, you know, in, from Srimad Bhagavatam. You know, that kind of quoting is like totally on a different level. <coughs> to analyze these pastimes is not, is not necessary now. Later I shall describe them in detail. Formerly in Vraja, Lord Krishna displayed three ages, namely childhood, boyhood and adolescence, which is Kaumara, Kauganda and Kaishwara. His adolescence is especially significant. Parental affection made his childhood fruitful, his boyhood was successful with his friends. In youth, he tasted the essence of rasa, fulfilling his desires and pastimes like the rasa dance with Srimad Radhika and other gopis. In his youth, Lord Krishna made all three of his ages and the entire universe successful by his pastimes of amorous love like the rasa dance. Lord Madhusudan enjoyed his youth with pastimes on autumn nights in the midst of the jewel-like milkmaids. Thus, he dispelled all the misfortunes of the world. Lord Krishna made Srimati Radharani close her eyes in shame before her friends by his words relating their amorous activities on the previous night. Then he showed the highest limit of cleverness in drawing pictures of dolphins in various playful sports on her breasts. In this way, Lord Hari made his youth successful by performing pastimes in the bushes with Sri Radha and her friends. O Kaurnamasi, if Lord Hari had not descended in Mathura with Srimati Radharani, this entire creation, especially the Cupid, the demigod of love, would have been useless. Even though Lord Krishna, the abode of all mellows, had previously, previously in this way chewed the essence of the mellows of love, still he was unable to fulfill these three desires, although he made efforts to taste them. Yes, I shall explain his first desire. Krishna says, I am the primary cause of all rasas. I am the full spiritual truth and I am made of full joy. But the love of Srimad Radharani drives me mad. I do not know the strength of Radha's love with which she always overwhelms me. The love of Radhika is my teacher and I am her dancing pupil. Her prema makes me dance various novel dances. Oh my beloved friend Brinda, where are you coming from? I am coming from the feet of Sri Hari. Where is he? the forest on the bank of the Radha pond. What is he doing there? He is learning dancing. Who is his master? Your image Radha revealing itself in every tree and creeper in every direction is roaming like a skillful dancer making him dance behind. Whatever pleasure I get from tasting my love for Srimati Radharani, she tastes ten million times more than me by her love. Just as I am the abode of all mutually contradictory characteristics, so Radha's love is full of, always full of similar contradictions. Radha's love is all-pervading, leaving no room for expansion, but still it is expanding constantly. 
There is certainly nothing greater than her love, but her love is devoid of pride. That is the sign of its greatness. Nothing is purer than her love, but its behavior is always perverse and crooked. All glories to Radha's love for Krishna, the enemy of the demon Mura. Although it is all-pervading, it tends to increase at every moment. Although it is important, it is devoid of pride. And although it is pure, it is always beset with duplicity. Sri Radhika is the highest abode of that love and I am its only object. I taste the bliss to which the object of love is entitled. But the pleasure of Radha, the abode of that love, is ten million times greater. My mind races to taste the pleasure experienced by the abode, but I cannot taste it even by my best efforts. How may I taste it? If sometime I can be I can be the abode of that love, only then may I taste its joy. Thinking in this way, Lord Krishna was curious to taste that love. His eager desire for that love increased increasingly blazed in his heart. That is one desire. Now please hear of another. Seeing his own beauty, Lord Krishna began to consider. My sweetness is wonderful, infinite and full. No one is in the no one in the three worlds can find its limit. Only Radhika, by the strength of her love, tastes all the nectar of my sweetness. Although Radha's love is pure like a mirror, its purity increases at every moment. My sweetness also has no room for expansion, yet it shines before that mirror in newer and newer beauty. There, in constant, there is constant competition between my sweetness and the mirror of Radha's love. They both go on increasing, but neither knows defeat. My sweetness is always newer and newer. Devotees taste it according to their own respective love. If I see my sweetness in a mirror, I am tempted to taste it, but nevertheless I cannot. If I deliberate on a way to taste it, I find that I hanker for the position of Radhika. Who manifests an abundance of sweetness greater than mine, which has never been experienced before and which causes wonder to all? Alas, I myself, my mind bewildered upon seeing this beauty, impetuously decide to enjoy it like Srimadharani. The beauty of Krishna has one natural strength. It thrills the hearts of all men and women, beginning with Lord Krishna himself. All minds are attracted by hearing his sweet voice and flute or by seeing his beauty. Even Lord Krishna himself makes efforts to taste that, that sweetness. The thirst of one who always drinks the nectar of that sweetness is never satisfied. Rather, that thirst increases constantly. Such a person, being unsatisfied, begins to blaspheme Lord Brahma, saying that he does not know the art of creating well and is simply inexperienced. He has not given millions of eyes to see the beauty of Krishna. He has only given, given only two eyes and even those eyes blink. How then shall I see the lovely face of Krishna? This is actually the prayer of the gopis. The gopis said, O Krishna, when you go to the forest during the day and we do not see your sweet face, which is surrounded by beautiful curling hair, half a second becomes as long as an entire age for us. And we consider the creator who has put eyelids on the eyes we use for seeing you to be simply a fool. We call Brahma a fool. <laughs> Forehead and master of the whole material world. <laughs> the gopis saw their beloved Krishna at Kurukshetra after a long separation. They secured and embraced him in their hearts through their eyes and they attained a joy so intense that not even perfect yogis can attain it. The gopis curse the creator for creating eyelids that interfered with their vision. There is no consummation for the eyes other than the sight of Krishna. Whoever sees him is most fortunate indeed. The gopis said, O oh friends, those eyes that see the beautiful faces of the, faces of the sons of Maharaj Nanda are certainly fortunate. 
As these two sons enter the forest, surrounded by their friends, driving the cows before them, they hold their flutes to their mouths and glance lovingly upon the residents of Vrindavan. For those who have eyes, we think there is no greater object of vision. The women of Mathura said, What austerities must the gopis have performed? With their eyes, they always drink the nectar of the form of Lord Krishna, which is the essence of loveliness and is not to be equaled or surpassed. That loveliness is the only abode of beauty, fame and opulence. It is self-perfect, ever-fresh and extremely rare. The sweetness of Lord Krishna is unprecedented and its strength is also unprecedented. Simply by one's hearing of such beauty, the mind becomes unsteady. Lord Krishna's own beauty attracts Lord Krishna himself, but because he cannot fully enjoy it, his mind remains full of sorrow. This is a description of his second desire. Now please listen as I describe the third. This conclusion of Rasa is extremely deep. Only Swarup Dhanudar knows much about it. Anyone else who claims to know it must have heard it from him. For he also, for he was the most intimate companion of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The love of the gopis is called Rudha Bhava. It is pure and spotless. It is not at any time lust. The pure love of the gopis has become celebrated by the name lust. The dear devotees of the Lord headed by Sri Uddhava desire to taste that love. Lust and love have different characteristics, just as iron and gold have different natures. The desire to gratify one's own senses is calm or lust, but the desire to please Lord, the senses of Lord Krishna is frame or love. The object of lust is only the enjoyment of one's own senses, but love caters to the enjoyment of Lord Krishna and thus it is very powerful. Social customs, scriptural injunctions, bodily demands, fruitive actions, shyness, patience, bodily pleasures, self-gratification and the path of Varnashram Dharma which is difficult to give up. The gopis have forsaken all these as well as their own relatives and their punishments and scolding for the sake of serving Lord Krishna. They render loving service to him for the sake of his enjoyment. That is called firm attachment to Lord Krishna. It is spotlessly pure like the clean cloth that has no stain. Therefore, lust and love are quite different. Lust is like dense darkness, but love is like the bright sun. Thus, there is not the slightest stain of lust in the gopi's love. Their relationship with Krishna is only for the sake of his enjoyment. O oh, dearly beloved, your lotus feet are so soft that we place them gently on our breasts, fearing that your feet will be hurt. Our life rests only in you. Our minds, therefore, are filled with anxiety that your tender feet might be wounded by pebbles as you roam about on the forest path. The gopis do not care for their own pleasures or pains. All their physical and mental activities are directed toward offering enjoyment to Lord Krishna. They renounce everything for Krishna. They have pure attachment to giving Krishna pleasure. O oh, my beloved gopis, you have renounced social customs, scriptural injunctions and your relatives for my sake. I disappeared behind you only to increase your concentration upon me. Since I disappeared for your benefit, you should not be displeased with me. Lord Krishna has a promise before, from before to reciprocate with his devotees according to the way they worship him. In whatever way my devotees surrender unto me, I reward them accordingly. Everyone follows my path in all respects of son of Pritha. That promise has been broken by the worship of the gopis as Lord Krishna himself admits. This is a famous verse. O gopis, I am not able to repay my debt for your spotless service even within a lifetime of Brahma. Your connection with me is beyond reproach. You have worshipped me cutting off all domestic ties which are difficult to break. 
Therefore, please let your own glorious deeds be your compensation. So Krishna asked the gopis to be happy with your own seva and own love because I cannot repay you, it's not within my means. Now, whatever affection we see the gopis show for their own bodies, know it for certain to be only for the sake of Lord Krishna. The gopis think, I have offered this body to Lord Krishna. He is its owner and brings him enjoyment. Krishna finds joy in seeing and touching this body. It is for this reason that they cleanse and decorate their bodies. O Arjuna, there are no greater receptacles of deep love for me than the gopis who cleanse and decorate their bodies because they consider them mine. There is another wonderful feature of the emotion of the gopis. Its power is beyond the comprehension of the intelligence. When the gopis see Lord Krishna, they derive unbounded bliss, although they have no desire for such pleasure. The gopis taste a pleasure ten million times greater than the pleasure Lord Krishna derives from seeing them. The gopis have no inclination for their own enjoyment and yet their joy increases. That is indeed a contradiction. For this contradiction, I, only, I see only one solution. The joy of the gopis lies in the joy of the beloved Krishna. When Lord Krishna sees the gopis, his joy increases and his unparalleled sweetness also increases. The gopis think, Krishna has obtained so much pleasure by seeing me. That thought increases the fullness and beauty of their faces and bodies. The beauty of Lord Krishna increases at the sight of the beauty of the gopis and the more the gopis see Lord Krishna's beauty, the more their beauty increases. In this way, a competition takes place between them in which no one acknowledges defeat. Krishna, however, derives pleasure from the beauty and good qualities of the gopis, and when the gopis see his pleasure, the joy of the gopis increases. Therefore, we find that the joy of the gopis nourishes the joy of Lord Krishna. For that reason, the fault of lust is not present in their love. I worship Lord Keshava. Coming back from the forest of Raja, he is worshipped by the gopis who mount the roofs of their palaces and meet him on the path with a hundred manners of dancing, glances, and gentle smiles. The corners of his eyes wander like large black bees around the gopis' breasts. There is another natural symptom of the gopis' love that shows it to be without a trace of lust. The love of the gopis nourishes the sweetness of Lord Krishna. That sweetness in turn increases their love, for they are greatly satisfied. The happiness of the abode of love is in the happiness of the object of that love. This is not a relationship of desire for personal gratification. Whenever there is unselfish, unselfish love, that is its style. The reservoir of love derives pleasure when the lovable object is pleased. When the pleasure of love interferes with the service of Lord Krishna, the devotee becomes angry towards such ecstasy. Hmm. So when, like, you know, the example is given in the next verse actually. Sri Dharuka did not relish his ecstatic feelings of love, for they caused his limbs to become stunned and thus obstructed his service of fanning Krishna, Lord Krishna. The lotus-eyed Radharani powerfully condemned the ecstatic love that caused the flow of tears that hindered her sight of Govinda. The natural love of the gopis is devoid of any trace of lust. It is faultless, bright and pure like molten gold. The gopis are the helpers, teachers, friends, wives, dear disciples, confidants and serving maids of Lord Krishna. O Partha, I speak to you the truth. The gopis are my helpers, teachers, disciples, servants, friends and consorts. I do not know what they are not to me. The gopis know Krishna's desires and they know how to render perfect loving service for his enjoyment. They perform their service expertly for the satisfaction of their beloved. O Partha, the gopis know my greatness, my loving service, respect for me and my mentality. Others cannot really know these. Just like Krishna was not able to sleep in Dwarka and Rukmini and the queens, they could not understand why. Gopis only can understand. 
Among the gopis, Srimati Radhika is the foremost. She surpasses all in beauty, in good qualities, in good fortune, and above all, in love. Just as Radha is dear to Lord Krishna, so her bathing place, Radha Kund, is very dear to him. She alone is his most beloved of all the gopis. Opartha, in all the three planetary systems, this earth is especially fortunate, for on earth is the town of Vrindavan. And there the gopis are especially glorious because among them is my Srimati Radha Rani. So actually, earth is very fortunate. Krishna chooses this earth planet among all the millions of planets. And we happen to somehow inhabit this planet. All the other gopis help increase the joy of Krishna's pastimes with Radharani. The gopis act as the instruments of their mutual enjoyment. Radha is the beloved consort of Krishna and she is the wealth of his life. Without her, the gopis cannot give him pleasure. Lord Krishna, the enemy of Kamsa, left aside the other gopis during the Rasa dance and took Srimati Radharani to his heart, for she is the helper of the Lord in realizing the essence of his desires. Lord Chaitanya appeared with the sentiment of Radha. He preached the dharma of this age, the chanting of the holy name and the pure love of God. In the mood of Srimati Radharani, he also fulfilled his own desires. This is the principal reason for his appearance. Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya is Krishna, Rajendra Kumar, the embodiment of Rasas. He is amorous love personified. He made his appearance to taste that conjugal mellow and incidentally to broadcast all the Rasas. My dear friends, just see how Lord, Lord Sri Krishna is enjoying the season of spring. With the gopis embracing each of his limbs, he is like amorous love personified. With his transcendental pastimes, he enlivens all the gopis in the entire creation. With his soft bluish black arms and legs, he resem- which resemble blue lotus flowers, he has created a festival for Cupid. Desiring to understand the glory of Radharani's love, the wonderful qualities in him that she alone relishes through her love, and the happiness she feels when she realizes the sweetness of his love, the Supreme Lord Hari, richly endowed with her emotions, appeared from the womb of Srimati Sachi Devi as the moon appeared from the ocean. All these conclusions are unfit to disclose in public, but if they are not disclosed, no one will understand them. Therefore, I shall mention them, revealing only their essence, so that loving devotees will understand them, but fools will not. All these conclusions are like the newly grown twigs of a mango tree. They are always pleasing to the devotees who in this way resemble cuckoo birds. The camel-like non-devotees cannot enter into these topics. Therefore, there is special jubilation in my heart. For fear of them, I do not wish to speak. But if they do not understand, then what can be happier in all the three worlds? So actually, that's why Radha Krishna love is not to be discussed publicly. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, although he came to taste Radharani's love, he never discussed it with the general mass of people. But general mass, it was always Kirtan and Prasadam. And only with very few people like Govinda uh, and Sarov Damodar and Ramananda Rai did he discuss all this. Even with Sarvam Bhattacharya, he did not discuss these things. So, this is very, very confidential. One time Prabhupada was asked by two women, I think in South Africa, um, please tell about uh, Raswini. So Prabhupada was avoiding politely. So they insisted. So Prabhupada said, you may be qualified to hear, but I am not qualified to speak. And that completely shut them off. So, of course, Prabhupada is directly from there, Golo Vrindavan. But he is setting an example that we should not uh, imitate uh, great like, you know, Sarup Damodar or Govinda Das or, you know, Krishna Das Goswami here. 
and discuss his Radha Krishna pastimes publicly. Even Geet Govinda Sri Prabhupada banned for the devotees, except for the Dasavatara Sutra. The intimate pastimes of Radha Krishna are banned for devotees to read. It was very, very high level. And if we take prematurely, then it becomes arduous. In Vrindavan, there are many such people who unauthorizedly discuss Radha Krishna. Bhagavad Sattva means will go to Rasvila immediately. Prabhupada said, then why? There are nine cantos are there prior to the tenth canto. <coughs> Only in tenth canto these are described. Because it is to first establish the supremacy of Lord Krishna. And then only once that is established, then one can uh, not really understand, at least read about them, but one cannot really enter into its glories unless one is liberated soul. Radha Krishna worship is for liberated souls. Prabhupada said, even though we have Radha Krishna on the altar, uh, this is actually Lakshmi Narayan worship with rules and regulations, wise bhakti. Radha Krishna, this is actually not Radha Krishna worship. Radha Krishna worship only can be done by liberated souls. Aprakata, Lila. It is more than even Adhokshuja, Aprakata. So, although we are doing Radha Krishna worship, it is in the category of Lakshminarayan worship. So, in this way, it is to be understood. So, today is Radharani's appearance day. Very auspicious, even more auspicious than Janmashtami. Although people do not know. Then Mashmi, we had a huge crowd, around almost 5,000 people. But today, <laughs> hardly anybody will come. Because she is very confidential. Even in the Srimad Bhagavatam, her name was not directly mentioned. Only she was mentioned as special gopi. Because if Sukadeva Swami would utter her name, she would not be able to continue. So, in this way, her name is very, very confidential. But some unscrupulous people are there. They say that because her name is not mentioned anywhere, she is not uh, in the Shastras, her not, name is not mentioned, therefore she is an imagination. There was one uh, Chinna Jiya, he was a Sri Vaishnava preacher. So he was given chance to speak in the South Africa temple in Durban. And he spoke like this about Radharani, very offensively. He says, you all worship Radha, but actually Radharani is just an imagination. She is not actually a person. See how much he is bewildered. She is so confidential that he is convinced that she is an imagination of some poets. Vaishnava poets. But no. She is factual. So she can be understood only uh, through the six Goswamis of the Dham. Shad Goswami. Of course, Shad Goswami means our Parampara. Very, very confidential. Rupa Raghunate Pade Hoibe Akuti Kabehama Bujhavo Sri Jugala Preeti Narutam Das Thakur's brain. When shall I receive the mercy of Rupa and Raghunath? Goswamis. Um, only if I receive their mercy can I understand Jugala Preeti, the loving affairs of Radha and Krishna. I can enter into Kabehama Bujhavo Sri Vrindavan. Kabehama Heribo Sri Vrindavan. So our Shuddha, our man must become Shuddha first. Anarthanivritti, you know the stages of love, of devotional service. 
ಆದವು ಶ್ರದ್ಧಾ ಅಥವಾ ಸಾಧು ಸಂಘ ಅಥವಾ ಭಜನ ಕ್ರಿಯೆ ಏನೋ ದೆನ್ ಅನರ್ಥ ನಿವೃತ್ತಿ ಕಾಮ್ಸ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಶ್ರದ್ಧಾ ಸಮ್ ಪ್ರಿಲಿಮಿನರಿ ಫೇಜ್ ದೆನ್ ಸಾಧು ಸಂಘ ಡಿವೋಷನ್ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ದೆನ್ ಡಿವೋಷನಲ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಕಾಮ್ಸ್ ಇನಿಷಿಯೇಷನ್ ಅಂಡರ್ ಬಾನಿಫೈಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಮಾಸ್ಟರ್ ದೆನ್ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂ ಡಿವೋಷನಲ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಗೈಡೆನ್ಸ್ ದೆನ್ ಅನರ್ಥ ನಿವೃತ್ತಿ ದೆನ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಕಮ್ ಟು ದ ಪ್ಲಾಟ್ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಫ್ ನಿಷ್ಠ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಠಿಕಿ and this is established by constant hearing of shrimad bhagavatam nashta prayas abhadreshu nityam bhagavat sevaya bhaktir bhavati nashti bhagavat uttama uttama shloke ah bhaktir bhavati nashti so nishtha platform fixed up platform unwavering not falling down and sometimes in the premature immature stage uh, we may fall and rise you know sometimes we are enjoying the process sometimes we are you know morose because we are in the offensive stage so nishtha platform means at least to come to the nama bhas nama bhas means no more offensive chanting offenseless chanting but not yet pure love of god in here so from nishtha there comes ruchi there is a taste for chanting ರೂಪ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಸೇಸ್ ತುಂಡೆ ತಾಂಡವನಿ ರಥಿಂ ಮಿತನುತೆ ತುಂಡಾವಳಿ ಲಭ್ಯ ಇಸ್ ಐ ವಾಂಟ್ ಮಿಲಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಮಿಲಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಟಂಗ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ದರ್ ಐ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಚಾನ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಐ ವಾಂಟ್ ಮಿಲಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಕರ್ಣ ಕ್ರೋಡ ಕದಂ ಕಡಂಬಿನಿ ಘಟಯತೆ ಕರ್ಣಾರ್ಬುದೇಭ್ಯ ಸ್ಪೃಹಾಂ ಅರ್ಬುದೇಭ್ಯ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಮಿಲಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಟ್ರಿಲಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ದರ್ ಐ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ರುಚಿ ಟೇಸ್ಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ದಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಒನ್ ಟಂಗ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಐ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಚಾನ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ನೇಮ್ are when when will i finish this 69 put the beads aside they are not that kind of chanting chanting means uh, full taste that is the stage of ruchi but that cannot happen we cannot artificially imitate these stages again oh i don't have love okay now now i'll chant with ruchi no it doesn't happen like that anarthanivritti must happen prior to that nishthamas happen prior to that then ruchi then asakti spontaneous attraction for krishna <clears throat> nobody needs to prod us for do um, devotional service automatically one is doing devotional service he is self inspired all the rules are meant to increase our uh, attraction for krishna my asakta mana partha krishna is saying get asakti for me get attraction for me once the attraction is there smartavya satatam vishnu vismartavya najatu chet sarva veda nishedasur etayore vatantra all the other rules and regulations to come are to make us come to the platform of complete asakti maya asakta manaparth smartav always remembering krishna so that at that time he transcends all rules and regulations that does not mean he transgresses rules and regulations he automatically performs the rules and regulations just like when you are learning driving uh the coach will tell you uh do you must look at the mirror here when you are turning look here look at the blind spot then you know the clutch must be released a little bit and the accelerator must be pressed the gear must be switched like this all these things you know so many things we must uh see 
but once you are you got the license you are familiar with the driving process you will be in a position you will not need somebody to tell you that oh now you have to press the clutch now you have to release the accelerator now you have to turn the steering now you have to look in the mirror no you will be able to even talk to somebody and perform this driving at the same time you have transcended the stage of rules and regulations that does not mean you forego all the rules and regulations not that you know now i know how to drive so i will play, i will um, uh, press brake and i will ex- expect it to move fast or i will not look in the mirror and i simply turn no automatically without anybody telling you will do so that is the meaning of rising above the rules and regulations because he has understood as there is a nice verse aradhito yadi haris tapasatata kim naradhito yadi haris tapasatata kim antar bahir yadi haris tapasatata kim na antar bahir yadi haris tapasatata kim that means if one is worshiping lord krishna hari what is the use of tapasya you already come to the result of all tapasya that is worship hari and if you are doing tapasya and not worshiping hari what is the use of the tapasya and if you if you have antar bahiri adiharis tapasatata kim if you are on the platform of seeing hari inside and outside of everything what is the use of the tapasya anymore you have reached a perfection and na antar bahiri adiharis tapasatata if you are not able to see hari inside and out what is the use of the tapasya so tapasya is to get us from the point of not seeing krishna from the point of not loving krishna to the point of loving krishna. this extreme and that extreme there is no use of tapasya so the aim is always hari aradhita yadi aradhita and radha is the perfection of aradhita <coughs> so all our austerities is to gain the mercy of shrimad radharani so that is the whole significance today we have to remember glory to shrimad radharani So I'd like to stop here. Any questions or comments on this topic? I'm a, no one's no one qualified to speak of Radharani at all. No, even Lord Shiva himself they cannot describe Radharani. I can just read whatever is written. <laughs> That's it. So we'll see if there are any questions here online. So all right, we'll stop here. Yes, yes. Mr. Radharani, ah, you have a they are the same but also they have chosen to be different because rasovaisa uh, for enjoyment uh, where is that uh, upanishad krishna has expanded himself into many for his enjoyment so same way he has expanded himself into radharani so because they are manifested as two separate uh, persons to enjoy their love so we accept it like that. of course the unification of them is chaitanya mahaprabhu so the unification yes there when they are radha krishna they are radha krishna 
You should not imagine more than that. <laughs> as they have shown themselves, we have to accept themselves as they are. Any other questions? Alright, we'll stop here. Yes, Sumatiratharani ki. Sumatiratha, Radhashtam Mahamahotsa ki. Sumatiratha, Radhashtam Mahamahotsa ki. Sumatiratha, Radhashtam Mahamahotsa ki.